When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everyone. Craig Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Canada EHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, from John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click donate. It helps keep this show going. Okay, on with the show. Prince Edward Island was only three years old, but in that time, it had gone through two premiers and was ready to welcome a third, Sir Louis Henry Davies. Born in Charlottetown to Benjamin Davies and Kaiser Atwood on May 4, 1845, Davies had a privileged upbringing. His father was a major merchant and a shipbuilder on the island. From 1850 to 1854, he was in the Legislative Assembly of the colony, and he then served as the Legislative Assembly of Prince Edward Island from 1867 to 1876. As a young man, Davies would lose his mother and his father would remarry in 1854. Davies studied law at the Inner Temple in London and was called to the Bar of England in 1866, followed by Prince Edward Island one year later. At this point, he began to practice law in his hometown and quickly began to rise in prominence around the island. He was known to be a forceful speaker who had a strong capacity for hard work and a charming personality. He was also considered to be one of the best lawyers in the colony. On top of all of that, he was also a very gifted cricket player. In 1870 and 1872, Davies served as a Solicitor General of the island, likely thanks to his father, who was the Colonial Secretary during that time. In July 1872, Davies married Susan Wiggins, and together they had seven children, although only four survived into adulthood. It was in this year that Davies was first elected to the Legislative Assembly of Prince Edward Island. Like his father and the previous two premiers of Prince Edward Island, Davies was not in favour of the island joining Confederation, he also did not favour the railroad proposed by James College Pope, calling it nothing more than a ploy to put the island into debt so that it had to join Confederation. As it turned out, that is exactly what happened. At this point, though, Davies had a change in his opinion about Confederation, famously stating, Wise men change their opinions. When necessary, fools never do so. He also did not like that his compatriots were trying to get better terms from Canada, he felt that nation-building should be the basis of negotiations, not business. One year later, in 1873, Prince Edward Island joined Confederation, 
and soon after the Land Purchase Act settled the issue of land reform. Davies had opposed the original act because he felt it was too generous to the absentee landlords. The new act, the one that was passed, was more in line with what Davies wanted, and it was seen as a victory for him. In 1874, Davies constructed his home, known as Riverside and Edgewater II. He would live here for the remainder of his life, for at least part of every single year until then. The house continues to stand, and has been preserved for the most part as it looked back when Davies lived in it. In 1979, it was made a Prince Edward Island heritage resource due to its connection with Davies. After Prince Edward Island had joined Confederation, and $800,000 had been provided to purchase the holdings of proprietors, leading to the eventual Land Purchase Act, Davies would be appointed as a leader of the opposition when the province joined Canada, and the solicitor of the Commissioner of Crown Lands. Once the land question had been answered, the next major issue on the island was school funding, and the question of whether the school system should be secular or public, or if Catholic schools should even be permitted. Davies supported a non-sectarian system, and he made this clear in the legislature. In 1875, Davies served as the lead counsel for the Prince Edward Island Land Commission, which settled the problem of absentee land ownership and provided tenants of the island with a clear title to their lands. The issue over the schools, though, would divide the government and lead to Lemuel Owen, the previous premier, to resign before the 1876 election. In the August 1876 election, Davies led the Free School Party, and he would speak throughout the province to rally votes to his side. And when Owen's government was defeated in the 1876 election, Davies formed a coalition government of Protestant liberals and conservatives, and he would begin to serve as premier of the province. At only 31 years old, he is the youngest premier in the history of Prince Edward Island, and he would serve as the Attorney General at the same time. His first major decision was to enact the Public Schools Act, making school attendance compulsory and created the non-sectarian public school system. The debates to get this act passed were bitter and violent, but Davies held firm on his leadership and his policy of the matter being based on the education viewpoint, not the religious. This act passed in 1877, officially resolving the issue, but beginning the unraveling of his coalition. Four members of his party soon defected, but Davies held on to power as premier with the help of the Protestants in the legislature. Davies then began to work on the finances of the island. In March 1877, he introduced a provincial taxation bill that allowed a revised land tax based on public assessment. Many in Charlottetown and Summerside were not in favour of this, but there was no mechanism for an appeal, and the bill would pass. In 1877, Davies was a Canadian counsel for the British government before the Halifax Fisheries Commission. This commission was created out of the Treaty of Washington in 1871 to resolve issues such as fishing rights. Davies spent most of his time at the hearings, which decided in favour of a very large financial award to Canada. Unfortunately, while he was away dealing with the commission, anger towards his assessment act grew, and merchants in Charlottetown and Summerside began to work together against the act they felt was unfair. In the end, those against the act were unsuccessful, and the issue died down by 1878. In 1879, Davies had brought in financial reforms and reformed the civil service, but his government fell in a motion of no confidence. By this point, the coalition government Davies led was unraveling, as he was actively campaigning for the federal liberals on the island in elections, and his government financing of an asylum was highly criticized. So, on March 6, 1879, Davies resigned as premier, 
and in that election his party went down in defeat. Davies was appointed then in the Queen's Council in 1880. Two years later, he ran in the 1882 federal election as a Liberal and was elected to Parliament. From 1882 to 1901, Davies served in Parliament, representing Queen's County. This riding was previously represented by James College Pope, the first Premier of Prince Edward Island. In Parliament, Davies would get in a heated debate with Sir Charles Tupper over the question of the railroad that was being built across Canada. And throughout this time, Davies became close with Wilfred Laurier and was an important advisor to him. He would talk with him on the issues such as the Northwest Resistance, the Jesuit Estates issue, and the Manitoba Schools question that was growing in importance. When Sir Wilfred Laurier became Prime Minister in 1896, he rewarded the long service of Davies with a cabinet post as the Minister of Marine and Fisheries on July 13, 1896. In 1897, Davies would be knighted by Queen Victoria. He was seen at this point as Laurier's maritime lieutenant and a trusted strategy advisor. As the Minister of Marine and Fisheries, he was also involved in several diplomatic missions to the United States, Germany, Belgium, and England. In 1897, he went with Laurier to Washington to deal with the issue of the Bering Sea seal fishery. The Free Press Prairie Farmer would say, Sir Wilfrid Laurier, Sir Louis Davies, and no other prominent Canadian officials who are here to confer with the government authorities were busy today, arranging for the Bering Sea meeting. Davies would also sit on the commission that resolved the border between Alaska and British Columbia in 1899. Davies left federal politics in 1901 when he was appointed to the Supreme Court of Canada, and he would remain in the Supreme Court for the remainder of his life. Critics of Laurier charged that this appointment was simple favoritism, stating that Davies had no experience. The Halifax Herald said, It may be just a case of putting Sir Louis in a place where he can do no great harm. This is about the only ground upon which the move can be defended. But this was not fair, though, as Davies had plenty of legal experience during the previous four decades. And Davies would say of his appointment, I can only say that I endeavor to discharge the duties of the high office to which I have been called with due regard to the importance of the position and the cases which may be brought before me. I trust I shall always discharge those duties with impartiality and with fairness to all parties. Maclean's would describe Davies in 1914. Sir Louis Davies presents a kindly and gentle face to the court, his white hair and grey beard giving an appearance of wisdom tried by long experience. Throughout the First World War, Davies would administer the Patriotic Fund to help the soldiers in the trenches and their families back home. He also served with the Dickens Fellowship and lectured on the life and work of Charles Dickens around Canada. On October 23, 1918, Davies was appointed as the Chief Justice of Canada, at the age of 73 years, 172 days, he is the oldest person to be appointed the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court in Canadian history. This appointment came because Davies campaigned heavily to be the Chief Justice. He stated he would resign in 1921 when his pension rights were at their maximum. Prime Minister Robert Borden agreed to the appointment, but it was not easy to get through Cabinet as Davies was old, ill, and not seen as distinguished. The Montreal Gazette would report that the advancement of Davies to the top job in the court was unexpected, even though he was the senior member of the bench. It was believed a younger judge would be chosen, rather than the 73-year-old Davies. Davies would remain the Chief Justice until his death on May 1, 1924, with a son and daughter at his bedside. By this point, he'd been sick for three years and was working from home on legal cases when he passed away. 
Prime Minister William Lyne Mackenzie King wrote in his journal that day. He was a fine character, but had failed much of late, and though holding on to office too long created a rather prejudice against him in my mind. On the date of his burial, the Montreal Star wrote, There is being buried this afternoon one of a group of super-able public men who came up from the maritime provinces in the early days of Confederation and played a great part in steadying the ship of state through the rough waters and largely uncharted seas which the young Dominion faced. It was said that his funeral was second in Ottawa only to that of Sir Wilfrid Laurier, who had died in 1919. To date, Davies remains the last Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Canada to have served in elected office, and he is the only person from Prince Edward Island to date to serve on the Supreme Court in that position. In Charlottetown, the Prince Edward Island Supreme Court is named for him, as is Davies Point in British Columbia. I hope you enjoyed that episode and our look at Louis Davies. I'm Craig Baird, and this was From John to Justin. Information from Supreme Court of Canada, Canadian Encyclopedia, Biography, Government of Canada, Wikipedia, Library and Archives Canada, Maclean's, Montreal Star, Edmonton Bolton, Ottawa Citizen, Montreal Gazette, Winnipeg Free Press Farmer, Windsor Star, University of Prince Edward Island Archives. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a five-star review to help other people find these amazing stories. And there are so many for you to sink your teeth into. If you enjoy this podcast, then please check out my other podcasts, From John to Justin, Canada, A Yearly Journey, Pucks and Cups, and Canada's Great War. We love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com, or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those in my show notes.